welcome back to the island. We are so happy that you decided to join us. So get ready for some real talk. Okay, ladies, we are back at the island and we are very, very excited. Um, we had to book our, our guest today six months in advance because she wears many hats. She's a wife, a mother, a minister, and a proud grandmother of her grandson, Brevin, who was born on her birthday. How awesome is that? Awesome. But the hat that brings her to the island today is she is a mammographer. And it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we need her expertise as a mammographer. So we would like to welcome to the island the number one diva, and AKA Cheryl's best friend, according to Cheryl, Maury. Yay! Okay. Oh, to my whatever, Cheryl, whatever. <laughs> you know I was gonna mention that. <laughs> I know, so I had to mention it first. But anyway, um, thank you, Maury, for taking this time to share, educate, and encourage our listeners. So we are looking forward to this. Okay. Uh, and so I will dive right in. We're going to go ahead and get started. And we're going to start out, uh, I want to know, what is a mammogram? A mammogram is an x-ray of the breast, so the doctor can determine if there are any signs of early breast cancer before a patient can feel it. Okay. Now, do you want me to describe the mammogram? You can, you can. Okay. Or am I waiting until Beverly's question? Wait, you can wait, you can wait. So let me ask you this then. So what is the difference between a diagnostic mammogram and a screening mammogram? A diagnostic mammogram is when you come in with a problem. Say you're having a lump or you're having pain or a nipple discharge. And so that's a diagnostic mam mammogram. We basically do the same views, but for a diagnostic, we show your images to the radiologist while you're there and they determine what other tests you may need that day while you're there. For a screening mammogram, you're just coming in for your annual mammogram. You're not having any problems. You come in, you're probably there about 15 to 30 minutes and then you leave and you get your results in the mail. Okay, that's the one that women just definitely do not like because the squeezing of your breast. Diagnostic and mammogram requires both. Squeezing. Both. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, what age should a woman start getting mammograms? At age forty, that's what the American College of Radiology recommends. Uh, there are some insurance companies that may not start paying for them at eight, until age 45, but age mm -hmm. 40 is the recommended age to start having your screening mammograms. So I'm going to throw in a, a quick question. So should, before the age of 40, should you be doing self-exams or no, you shouldn't even worry about it? 
No, I think you should always do self-exams. You'll have some doctors now to tell you not to do them because women, when you're younger, we have lumpy breast tissue and some women freak out. They feel a lump. They come in. They want to have a mammogram. So some doctors say stop feeling. But I say to continue examining your breasts because you will eventually know what's normal for you. And then if there's something abnormal there, you will definitely know. Oh, that's 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 good uh, information. You're right about that. Okay, well, the ladies have some questions, and I, I think we'll start with Cheryl. So, uh, Maury, I have uh, breast cancer runs in my family, mm-hmm. and because, you know, most African-American women have very dense breasts, I usually get an ultrasound uh, done on my breast, um, and then also I have a marker in one of my breasts because, you know, they found something, but it was benign. How often uh, do you think people should get mammograms if breast cancer runs in their family? Well, now that depends on if it's a first degree relative, such as your mother or your sister. So say your mom was diagnosed at age 45 with breast cancer, then you should start having your annual mammograms at age 35. Okay. Yeah. So if your mom was diagnosed at 55, you're going to start at age 40 anyway. So it really doesn't matter. It is more important if, a family member like your mom or your sister were diagnosed before menopause. And usually that type of breast cancer is more aggressive. And so that's why they recommend you start having it 10 years younger at the age that a family member was diagnosed. Wow, that's interesting because it was my sister in my case. And I believe it was during the time she was just starting into menopause. So they started checking me more often uh, than normal. And then they also started doing the uh, ultrasound because of the dense density of my breast. Right, right. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I think Beverly has a question. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, even though I'm an oldster now, what should young women know about mammograms? Because, you know, you always hear all these things. And so maybe we should talk about do they hurt uh, and how effective are they for young women? That's a good question, Beverly, because a lot of young women come in for their first time for a mammogram and they are scared to death because they have heard horror stories about how bad mammograms hurt. They will, they are uncomfortable. It's just no getting around that. And I also think it depends on the person's tolerance for pain. Um, I think what a woman should know is that their breasts will be compressed. It is going to be tight and it will last anywhere from 10 to 25 seconds, depending on the type of mammogram that you're having done, that we do two views of each breast. So most of the time it's a total of four images. Um, And um, everything's digital now. So as we're doing mammograms, we can see the pictures as we're going along. And if the technologist feels that an extra view needs to be done so the radiologist can see all the breast tissue, we'll do that. So sometimes there may be five views or six views when they come in. So when a young person comes in, uh, what do you say to them so that they don't go bananas in there with you? (laughs) (laughs) Normally they're bananas before they get there because they're already nervous, right? (laughs) They are. 
they're usually nervous and they walk in and they see the machine and they just kind of freak out. So I actually explain the entire procedure before I do a patient who's never had a mammogram. And I actually put my hand up on the plate and show them where their breasts will be, bring the uh, compression paddle down and show them how, you know, how it will come down on their breast. Um, and explain to them why we use compression. I know a lot of women want to just lay on their stomach and let their breasts drop down in a hole so we can do <laughs> mammogram. <laughs> but actually, the reason why we need compression is, number one, it holds your breast tissue still, so there won't be any motion on the plate. Uh, number two, it just flattens the breast out so you'll get less radiation and the quality of your image is better. And then number three, it, like I said, it flattens it out so breast tissue won't overlap because if we don't use enough compression, you might get called back because the doctor may feel there's a nodule in your breast. It may be normal breast tissue that didn't get compressed out. So that's why we use compression. Well, thank you. That's a good education for us. It is. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and come right back with Miss Maury. <laughs> awesome! That was great! with Maury and again we are so thankful and grateful that she is here with us sharing and um, we're gonna let Faye go ahead and jump right in okay um, my question is how will I find out my results you should receive a letter in the mail somewhere between five to 10 days, sometimes they'll come in sooner, sometimes later, depending on the breast center that you go to, letting you know your results. Um, nowadays, the result letter uh, will tell you actually what type of breast tissue that you have. And they'll tell you if it's normal and they'll give you a recommendation on when you should come back in for your next mammogram. Okay, and at what age should I stop having a mammogram? There is no designated age to stop having a mammogram. Wow. <laughs> no, wow. You don't want to hear that, but <laughs> studies have shown that the longer you live, it increases your risk of getting breast cancer just because you're living longer. Um, and also most women are uh, diagnosed with breast cancer when they're in their 70s. Wow. That is interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. it's very interesting. I have one for you guys. I have a friend who uh, was 99, getting ready to be 100, did a breast exam, found a little nodule. It was cancerous. They removed it, and she has been just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was almost 100, and she's way over 100 now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of patients actually in their 80s who are diagnosed with breast cancer, and most of the time it's a slow-growing one and it's removed and like Beverly said, then they're fine. They don't have to have, you know, chemo or radiation at that age and they're fine. Yep. Wow. So question then, once you get a mammogram and it's sent over to the doctors, what does that mammogram tell the doctor? Tell your doctor or mm -hmm. how 
your doctor. What does the mammogram say to my doctor? Okay, so your doctor wouldn't actually get the mammogram. Your doctor okay. the report from the radiologist. And okay. that report will tell them what type of breast tissue you have. Um, sometimes we'll have calcifications in our breasts, which is normal, and they'll mention that. Or sometimes we'll have benign nodules, and they'll mention it's been there, hasn't changed, and recommend that you come back in a year. Or if they see something, their report's going to say this patient needs to come back in for additional views. So those additional views, is that maybe some kind of way they uh, call you back in order to have an ultrasound? What are some of the reasons why they call patients back for ultrasound? Some of the reasons they call patients back for ultrasound is because something can be seen on the mammogram that will look like a mass. Um, and on mammogram, it just shows up white. So it could be benign or it could be malignant. Benign meaning it's not cancerous, malignant, it is cancerous. But the ultrasound is like an additional tool that will help that radiologist determine if it's a cancer or it can be a cyst with just a pocket of fluid that shows up black on the ultrasound. And so they know it's just a benign cyst or it could actually be a cancer because there's different characteristics for a cancer on an ultrasound. So in my case, it showed up like an acorn where it was dark at the top and looked look like a shape of an acorn. Yeah. And they yeah. did the ultrasound. Then they did um, like took a needle and, and drained it. Yeah, they took And the then needle. they were able to test it. But she also put a marker in my breast. Mm -hmm. And at the time, this is how I was thinking. I said, OK, am I going to get stopped at TSA every time I fly? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes, because it's a metal marker. <laughs> Are you serious? You know, laughing, but when we I do a biopsy, yeah, I know. Whenever I do a biopsy on a patient, I always tell them just to lighten it up. I say, you're not going to set off any metal detectors when you go through the PSA. You know, that lightens them up a little bit. It's very tiny. You can't even see it without a magnification glass. Yeah, really? it was really tiny, but I really thought it would go off every time I go. And I got to explain to TSA, and you know how they have to pat you down. I'm like, I don't need nobody patting my breast down. I got a marker. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I never thought about that. I never yeah. thought about that. I've had one patient tell me that she did set the hand wand off. I, I don't know how true that is, but that's what she said. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I've never set any alarms off, so yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> Girl, and I have a marker too, but I've never set off anything. But now you'll have me all worried if I ever get to. Oh, you won't. You'll be fine, <laughs> Beverly. Like, oh, don't let my breast set this thing off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question. Um, probably the one with the smallest breast in the group, but back in the day, I would think about implants, but. What if a patient has implants? Is the mammogram done differently or what precautions? What do you all have to do if they have implants? It is done differently. Actually, if a patient has implants, they actually have two mammograms. We do the first set where we barely put any compression on top of the implant so we can get a picture of the implant just to make sure there's no leakage or anything like that into the breast tissue. And for the second set, we actually push the implant back, only get your breast tissue on the plate and compress the breast tissue. So if a woman is very small and her implant is kind of big and tight, that is going to be a painful mammogram for her. It's hard to push that implant back. But then we have some women that, you know, their implant um, is mobile. 
you can move it back easier oh. and get the breast tissue on. So uh, it's painful for most women that have implants, but we have to do that. That sounds painful. It is, you know, because we don't want to burst the implant. And there's always that chance when you have a mammogram that your implant can be busted or burst. But I have never done that in my career. Thank you, Laura. I've never done that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How many years have you done, done this? Oh, my goodness. Since 1983. Wow. We mammograms in 1983, and we have come a long way as far as what we do for mammograms. So do you have some type of protection since you're in there with that um, x-ray machine all day, every day? Yes, yes. we stand behind uh, a rubberized lead. Our machine has a rubberized lead shield on it. And mm -hmm. we also wear radiation monitors to measure the amount of radiation we have. So I have never gotten anywhere close to the limit we're allowed. Are you guys doing any different precautions now with COVID-19? Um, the patient has to wear a mask. We have to wear a mask. Of course, you know, we're just, we've always wiped the machines down, but now mm -hmm. we're wiping down the dressing rooms as well. You know, the doorknobs and everything like that. And a lot of times I will wear a, um, the plastic shield as well as my mask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing because we're very close to our patients. Yes, you are. Especially yeah. when you're positioning the breast and the machine and all of that, you're right up on the person. They're right up on them, exactly. The part that I hate the most is once they put you in that machine and lock your breast down, then they tell you, don't move, hold your breath. <laughs> you're already in pain. You're like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then now that you have on a mask, it's even more so, you know, you feel like you're about to just, oh, you know, that's not true. Able to breathe again. Right. I do. I uh, watch my patients more that we're wearing masks. And if it looks like they're having a hard time breathing, when I step away, I tell them, you can pull the mask down from your nose, you know, because yeah. I'm more than six feet away from them when I'm making the exposure. And that mm -hmm. makes me feel a little better because especially if you're having a 3D mammogram, it's a longer exposure than if you're having a regular 2D mammogram. So when do you mm -hmm. need a 3D? I mean, when do you need that? Because I have people who told me, oh, you need to get a 3D and they're just talking, so. Well, C3D is fairly new. So what uh, the criteria now for 3D is women with a dense breast tissue. When you do a 3D mammogram, well, when you do a 2D mammogram, there's just like one exposure that lasts about 10 seconds on each view that we do. When you have a 3D mammogram, the exposure can be anywhere from 17 to 25 seconds. And there, the arm on the mammogram unit moves over your breast, taking those little short exposures. And then the computer reconstructs those exposures to one millimeter slices. So the radiologist can look at your breast tissue in thin slices. Instead of with a 2D, the only thing they can do is window level it and mag it, the image to see if they can see anything. So actually the 3D mammogram is like a CT scan for your breasts. That's what we tell women, you know, a CT scan for the rest of your body does a little small slices. That's what the 3D does for mammogram. And women with bre dense breast tissue definitely should have a 3D mammogram. So that's interesting that you brought that up because, because my breasts are dense and I have, you know, the um, breast cancer running my immediate family, my, my sister, mm -hmm. uh, I've always had to get the ultrasound. 
-hmm. now that the 3D is available, which one do you think is going to be more recommended by the doctors, the 3D or the ultrasound for dense breasts? I would say the 3D. Okay. Recommend the 3D first, but you still might have to have an ultrasound just depending on, you know, because of your history and the type of breast tissue you have. Because the thing with the 3D mammogram, I know a lot of people think if I have a 3D mammogram, I won't be called back, but they can actually see more breast tissue and see it better. So sometimes you are called back um, for an ultrasound. Yeah, but the 3D would be better because the radiologist can look at your breast, see the entire breast at one time with 3D mammogram or with a mammogram. So I, I keep coming up with these questions, but um, here's another one. Now, as a mammographer, I know you know exactly what everything looks like because you've been doing this, like you said, since 1983. And I know you probably see stuff that's, that's um, not correct within the breast, or you might see cancer, but you're not allowed to tell that patient. Is that correct? That is correct. That is wow. correct. Yeah. How do you keep your composure when you see the abnormalities on the screen? Um, I guess because I've been doing it a long time. Sometimes when I have a very young patient, it is hard for me to keep my composure. Um, I can remember once in my career, I um, it was a woman in her 20s that we did a mammogram on, and she, her breasts were just full of cancer, and I could barely talk to her. I had to leave the room because I was about to cry. Uh, it always hits me hard when they're younger women. Um, wow. Usually that cancer is more aggressive and they have a long haul in front of them. Um, it's hard. Do, do you ever hear uh, the recovery of your patients, the ones that you do see we the do. Um, cancer in? Okay. Yeah, we do. And do we the, have, I'm do sorry. The come back and get their follow-up, I guess, mm-hmm. mammogram or x-rays with you all? Yes, they do. Most of them do. If they have a lumpectomy or if they have a mastectomy and still have their other breasts, they'll come back and have mammograms with us. So we do. And then the ladies that opt for having both their breasts removed, some of them will come back and let us know how they're doing. It's always good to see them. Yeah. That's awesome. I just want to say that here at the Kitchen Island, we engage in real talk about um, real issues and hopes of helping someone one episode at a time. And I feel like this episode is going to help someone, encourage someone, and hopefully even save someone the heartache and scariness that comes with having a mammogram. And um, you are so appreciated for your service as a mammographer. I know firsthand that you minister to some of your patients when it is appropriate and God bless you for that. So how is that? How is that? You know, I think it's a a unique opportunity that God has given me to minister to my patients. Um, Actually just happened a recent happily. I mean, it just happened recently about a month ago. And actually I, um, had an acquaintance with this patient because I know her son 
through our church. And um, I was able to, because she just broke down and I was able to go in a room with her and pray with her and just calm her down. And so she stays in contact with me to let her know, let me know how her treatments are going. But um, I always wonder, like I used to work in a large breast center and we were just on the go all the time. So I always wonder why God sent me to the breast center where I am now, because it's smaller. We have one radiologist, but I just have been able to minister and pray with my patients that I was not able to do at that larger breast center. So I know that's why he sent me there as part of my ministry. Knew where wow, so it's, going to be. it's more intimate. Sounds like yeah, at that location. It is, it yeah. is. more intimate. So, Go ahead. I got another question. All these questions keep coming to my head. <laughs> I hear that men can also get breast cancer. Do you do you guys do um, um, mammograms on men also? We do. We okay. do. Most of the men that come in, um, they have a benign condition. And, you know, as men get older, usually there are more medication. And there are some medications that will start their breasts, will make their breast tissue grow. But usually it's benign. Um, we have diagnosed men, a couple of men since I've been at this breast center with breast cancer. Yep. We have. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you guys, you have, you, you have patients from all walks of life. I know that you shared with me about having people from, that have been incarcerated to come um, right. with their guards and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Um, God bless you for what you do. Um, your public yeah. service and ministering to people um, going in to have a mammogram is and can be scary um, because people it's the unknown and you don't want to hear bad news. No one wants to get bad news, but you know, you have to do it. So thank you for um, what you do. Thank you. Yes. Keep continue to squeeze those cha-chas. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I told Vanita, which I think some women forget the reason why we do mammograms is to find a breast cancer early before you can feel it. Yes. So that is the main reason why we have a mammogram. I know in the past I've done self-exams and I feel something that I think I feel something. I'm like, Maury, I think I felt something. Well, does it hurt or does it, is it hard? And, and I think when I do self-exams, it, I just start imagining things. Yeah. that are wrong and they're not wrong. I just, you know, you get antsy and anxious and it's like, I don't want to find anything. So then you get out of the mode of actually doing the self-exams because you don't want to find anything. So it's a yeah. double-edged sword actually. So um, I think that's sometimes how women um, find something. I mean, it's too late because they didn't do the exams because they were too afraid to. Um, I know I've gone through those periods, so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So to all you ladies listening, get your mammies grammed. <laughs> I like that, Cheryl. I like that, Cheryl. Get your mammies grammed. Yes. Take a picture. <laughs> every year. Every year. Yes. Every year your chances of catching a breast cancer is early is greater. Okay. And then one thing I like to say on the day of your mammogram, not to wear deodorant, no oils, no lotion. No perfume. 
No perfume. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm going to admit it and confess. I cheat. I cannot go to a doctor without deodorant on. I just can't. So I'll put a little light, a little light deodorant on. And then, or if I put it on heavy, I'll wipe it off so there's still something there. Because I'm already <laughs> going to be nervous. So that means I'm going to be sweating. So I'm scared. <laughs> So I gotta have some deodorant. <laughs> we're used to women sweating. But now the reason why you really shouldn't wear deodorant is because the x-ray can pick it up right. and it and, and may look like the signs of early breast cancer in your mammogram. And then wow. you would be called back in for additional views for deodorant in your breast tissue. Wow. So and I don't worry about it. Right, don't worry about it. I mean, and a lot of women are like that. They're self-conscious and they're like, I know you smell me. No, I don't. I never have. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. you're vain like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and then we have wipes. So, you know, if you have to go to work and then you come in for your mammogram in the afternoon, we have wipes where you can wipe it off. Okay. I didn't know that about the wipes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Maury, again, we so appreciate you um, taking time out um, on your off time because you don't get a lot of off time. And I know you're hoping to retire very soon. So um, say that again. I said, yes, Lord. <laughs> so, but you have definitely played your duels. And again, we are so appreciative of what you do. It is very, very, very important. Um, for women to get their mammograms and to see your smiling face and for you to minister to women and men um, mm -hmm. is awesome. And so keep it up until your retirement. And um, if there's nothing else, ladies, we're going to let her go and uh, relax Thank and chill. Thank you, my BFF. Shut up. You're welcome, Carol. <laughs> and I just thank you, ladies, for having me on your podcast. I just think what you're doing is such an awesome job and just very inspirational to women, everyone. So thank you for having me as your guest. Thank you, Maury. We got an education. Thank yes, you. we did. You're welcome. You're thank welcome. you, Maury. Thank you, BFF. <laughs> got you back cheryl i know i'm gonna let you have the last word <laughs> anyway okay ladies well we are gonna tea out of here and thank you again and love you guys very much ciao 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 bye some women ask why get a mammogram? Well, let me put it plain and simple. It can save your life. Finding breast cancer early reduces your risk of dying from the disease. There can be life after breast cancer. However, the prerequisite is early detection. It is the best form of early detection. It doesn't take much time. On average, a mammogram takes 15 to 20 minutes. Finding early stage breast cancer allows more treatment options and a better opportunity for long-term survival. In other words, early detection is the key to the cure. So be a role model. Encourage women in your life to get their annual mammogram by having yours. Do it for yourself and for those you love. And lastly, you're never too old to get a mammogram. God bless.